to stop my growth? What do you got to lose? We got a new surgeon on the way. Major Charles Emerson Winchester. I know a Winchester. I know an Emerson. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. Please, Mozart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you threw me off there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as you are aware, uh, one of our co-hosts, Al, is no longer with us. Like Frank, he has yeah. departed. We've locked it. He's been sent away. The, the he, yes. jeeps come along and took him off. He's been promoted and he left us. Yeah. Um, we thank him for the amazing five seasons that he was with us, and we wish him all the best in his future endeavors. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff going on, isn't he, that man? Oh yeah, good, yeah, good yeah. Stuff very on, so. very happy for him. All the best, Al. Good luck with you, mate. And uh, yeah, you we'll know, miss you. He still owes us beer. <laughs> he still hasn't paid his tab at the poker table. Typical Scottish man. That sounds that sounds like Al, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on with the episode. This is season six. Yay! Yay, here we go. Episodes one and two. This is a two-parter uh, premiere episode. It's called Fade Out, Fade In. It's the 123rd and 124th episode overall, directed by High Averback, written by Jim Fritzel and Everett Greenbaum. Originally aired on September 20th, 1977, and the production code is Y101 and Y102. Where the hell is Burns? If we're lucky, he deserted. <laughs> you don't suppose... No, 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 no. What, what? No, no, it's ludicrous. Come on, what, what? Well, Margaret's on her honeymoon in Tokyo, and Frank's late getting back from Seoul. <laughs> you think Frank went to Tokyo? What could he do there? Put saltpeter in Penobscot's teriyaki? <laughs> <laughs> you boys are getting punchy. I don't know why. Six hours of surgery is like a walk in the Vienna woods. My varicose veins are pounding. I can hear them. Done and done. Clinger! This is crazy. I gotta get on the horn to Icor. See if we can trace Burns. We need another surgeon. And I also have the plot summary for this episode. While Margaret is away on her honeymoon, Frank Burns is sent on R&R, where he shows signs of having a nervous breakdown. Colonel Potter puts in a request for a replacement surgeon from Tokyo, where they are sent Major Charles Emerson Winchester III. His first day at the 4077th rubs Hawkeye the wrong way. And BJ as well as he's pushed aside for the new guy. Mash, no, Oh, I'm sorry, Colonel. Get out of here. Who's this? I didn't know you had it, sir. I got it. Yes, sir, you certainly do, sir. What was your name again, Sergeant? Sergeant Williams, sir, military police, I-Corps. Do you have a uh, Major Frank Burns in your unit? Medium build, beady eyes, weak chin. That's him. He was involved in an incident here in Seoul, and our report says that while drunk... He accosted a blonde whack, kept calling her Margaret, acted like he was shampooing her hair, and then begged to clip her toenails. 
Ran off before we could apprehend him. Is he there, sir? No, and he's long overdue. Keep me posted, Sergeant. Jackass Burns, radar. Yes, sir. Is he on his way, sir? On his way to a Section 8. I got it. You got it. I know I've got it. Potter here. Yes, Sergeant. Oh, not Burns again. He was on this bus, and he sat down next to a Red Cross lady. Tried to bite off of buttons. And he kept hollering, Margaret, Mark, is that his wife? No, just a well-built ship that crossed his wake. Have you got him locked up? Well, uh, not exactly, sir. You see, the lady screamed, and the bus stopped, and he jumped out the window. Look, Sergeant, do me a favor. When you finally lasso him, put him in a padded stall. And guest stars in this episode. Oh, well, he's not really a guest star, is he? Introducing David Ogden Stiers. Is he Stiers? Stiers or Stiers? It's uh, uh, David Ogden Steers. Steers, right. Okay. Yeah, Steers. Mm, depend, depends which way of Boston you go for, I suppose. There you go. Yeah, and, you know, he plays Major Charles Winchester. Now, he's not a guest star. He's a major player. And we're going to talk more about him when we do an individual episode about him. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we wait. just wanted to mention him here because this is yeah, his first introduction. Yeah, because he comes in and he's ice. <laughs> yeah. Then we have Rick Hurst, who plays Captain Schaefer. He is an actor, obviously, known for Dukes of Hazards, The Line of Fire, and The Karate Kid Part 3. Raymond Singer plays Dr. Berman, paging Dr. Berman. Uh, Raymond Singer <laughs> was born on December the 21st, 1948, in New York City. Uh, most known for Star Trek The Voyage Home, Child's Play 2, and The Eternity. He also pops up in Street Hawk and Magnum P.I. Nice. We have Robert Simons. He played Colonel Horace Baldwin. Nothing about him at all. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing at all. Nothing at all. I'm sure he's a very nice man. I just forgot about that one. <laughs> um, Tom Stovall plays the sergeant. Now, only nine credits for Tom, and his last role was in Silkwood. And rounding out our guest list, we have William Flatley. He played MP Sergeant. He's known for Attica, The Magic of Lassie, and Chumps. He died on July 4th, 2003 in Westwood, California. I remember Chomps. I love that movie. Really? It's about a robotic dog. Ah. Was he yeah. robotic or was it just like a dog that they put sound effects over when he was running? Well, uh, yeah. I mean. It's crap yeah. then, isn't it, really? <laughs> it's good. Well, back in the 70s, it was great. That's just a ripoff of canine. I was nine years old. Well, yeah, everything was, but uh, exactly. I was nine years old. This was a perfect movie for Have me. you bought it on DVD since? Uh, no. Then obviously you didn't like it enough. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if it's on DVD, but hey. But you're going to find out that later, aren't you? Uh, Sir, this is Major Charles Emerson. uh... Winchester. Winchester. Radar, don't talk with your hands full. Welcome to MASH 4077, Doctor. Yep. Doctors Pierce, Honeycutt. Okay. Doctor. BJ. Doctor. Major, you have no idea how glad we are to see you. This is our first break in 36 hours. Have a snort. Thank you. No. I got your papers, Winchester. Gee, what's four gloves? Cuff. Oh. Where are you from, Charlie? Charles. Oh. Uh, We're pretty informal up here. We get very close. I don't intend to be here long enough to get chummy. Well, I'll drink to that. I'll join you. Impressive, doctor. Harvard Med, Massachusetts General. 
What were you doing in Tokyo? Demonstrating new surgical techniques. Up here, it's strictly meatball surgery. Patch them up and get them out. <laughs> it's rather primitive, isn't it? We've got a 98% survival rate, cowboy. Charles. No offense intended, Colonel. Offense accepted, Major. And you can... Ah, look, we're all a little tired. Let's not get off on the wrong foot. Well, Colonel, I'm going to eat now, sir. What do they have in radar? Bread and spam cutlets. Every meal an adventure. Uh, do the officers eat similar rations? Yeah, we're all just one big unhappy family. Don't we have a choice? Two, Rosie's Bar across the road or starvation? Duncan Hines recommends the latter. <laughs> Colonel, Dr. Berman is going into heart failure. He can hardly breathe. Let's go. Ventricular aneurysm, why panic? Can you do anything about it? I've done at least a dozen. Successfully? No offense intended, Major. Offense accepted. Let's hang out your shingle, Major. Okay, let's discuss this episode, and Meds, why don't you start us off? Come on. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Stride out. 10 out of 10. Oh, um, nice. I have been waiting so much for, for Charles. I know you have. I absolutely love him. I, I have love too. him. I have too. <laughs> I love David Ogden Stiles as well. Um, I've always been a huge fan of him as, a, as an actor. Um, he's in one of my daughter's favorite films although you don't see him he's a voice of uh, i think it's cogsworth in beauty and the beast oh yeah um, he's a um he's loves his you know his classical music uh he performs with orchestras he, he has the baton on many a, a stage um and his performance in this episode for an opening episode of a character to come in and it's all credit to the writers as well he's so rounded and it never changes. And that's what's so beautiful about it. His attitude never changes. His style never changes. Yes, he warms to people. But even up to goodbye, farewell, and amen, he stays the same. And that is a credit not only to the writers, but a credit to David. Because it's so easy to, to, to fall into you know, a, a familiarity where you get you know, warmer and softer. And Winchester never does. And that's why it's so every episode that he appears in is so beautiful, I think, because they add some great storylines to him. And it's it's just it's just a wonder to see. And I also like as we talked about in the last podcast, you know, it's sad to see Larry Linville go because again, wonderful actor and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's so good to see a character brought in who's totally the opposite. Although very army, uh, to a certain degree. He's a, a an office army officer, let's face it, because yeah. you know, he's he's spent all his time in Tokyo, you know, picking boils and <laughs> handing out cough syrup. Yeah. Um but he's he's straight away, you know, he's he's playing cribbage and uh the the money that the guy, you know, owes him is an incredible amount of money. I think we have it in the behind the scenes of how much it will yeah. be. Yeah, um, we do. It, it, straight away, you know, it just because the show allowed this star, let's just get rid of him so I don't have to pay him. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's it, re, really good. But even then, there's a beautiful scene where, as as the guy's talking to um, a Potter on the phone, you see Winchester in the background uh, call his attention and say, Actually, I made a mistake on the calculations. You now owe me so and so, so and so, mate. And yeah. that's what makes the decision. Uh, it's impossible. <laughs> Colonel made a small error. You owe me $672.17. <laughs> it's possible. And it's so wonderful to see this, this smug, you know, officer who is, you know, he's, he's been raised in a very upper-class way. But I think the reason why I like Winchester is because of the fact he's so, so English. 
Yes. You know, clearly, I'm going to I mean, say that. Yeah, I mean, he's not, obviously. No. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I don't know for, I don't know this, and maybe maybe you know, Kenny, or maybe some of our listeners can let us know. You know, but is there a, an accent like this in, in uh, America that, that is very English, kind of like from the Boston st- area? There's, place, there's, yeah, um, there's more of the, the rich... He has like a rich accent. Yeah. So it's very know. upper class kind of thing. The very upper class, yeah. yes. Yes. See, because, I mean, over here in England, the class system, is, it doesn't matter what anybody says, it's still very prolific, you know. Yeah. Everyone, you know, everyone likes that. But just having him come in, it boosts the whole series. And you can tell straight away how much Alan Alder and Mike Fowle enjoy bouncing off him. And, you know, there's the teasing going on. But also the fact of how, for once, we've always had... Hawkeye as you know the best surgeon. Mm-hmm. N- there's no question about that throughout the whole of the series up to five. That he's the best surgeon, and BJ is an incredibly competent surgeon. But this is a surgeon who comes in, who is leagues ahead of them, leagues ahead of them without a shadow of a doubt, and he knows it, and they know it. But <laughs> and he he'll let them know it, and he lets them know it. But of <laughs> course, it's meatball surgery. It's yes, get him in, get him fixed. Get him out, yeah. and you know this. Is, and this is where you see the strain on him. He doesn't understand why he should rush. But in the same episode, well, okay, it's a double episode, but on a DVD, it's all in one. But in in this episode, not only do you see him not understanding how it's got to be slapping there, so you know, slap him in, slap him out. Yeah. He also then shows them a new procedure, which can save people's legs, save people, you know, save yeah. people's lives. In not only giving them, you know, life, but you know, almost going home able-bodied. Yeah. Apart, yeah. From, apart from going home with the scars of war, they're going home, you know, almost, you know, fully intact. Yeah. Which, a little bit later on, there's an episode in which Charles finds out that one of his patients is a pianist. But, I mean, that 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 actually builds on really well from this episode, you know. And he's a practical joker as well. And that's what I really like. You know, they, they yeah. do all these things to him. And yet the very final scene is when he puts the snake in Hawkeye's bed and they all scream out and he turns around and he says, what, what I didn't want to tell you about, the wonderful line of, please, Mozart. Clever. Very clever. Please, Mozart. That was oh. the best. Oh, that that yes. just gave me chills when you said it because I just, I had that written down on my notes as well. Oh. That was one of my the best scenes ever that ended an episode of Mash. Yeah, yeah. The fact oh. that he that the fact that he got them back at their own game. Yeah, you know he doesn't. He's not going to take it. He's definitely no. a he's up for their challenge. You know, and continuously does so. Oh that's yeah, what, that's what's so good about it. It really yeah. is. I, I I'm I'm smiling talking about it. Uh, I could watch this episode. In fact, really, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think there's, there's you know, probably 85% of the, the episodes from one to five I, I could watch again, you know, and we've talked about it on the, on, on MASH before. But yeah. from season six onwards, it's very rare that I can find an episode that I don't want to rewatch immediately after watching it. I, I, I could have watched this episode again and again and again. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I can, I can hear the joy. 
coming through <laughs> of how much you like it. I'm like, I'm not going to interrupt. I'm because you're uh, everything you said. I have written down in my notes. Yeah, I mean, giant letters, Winchester. <laughs> I'm like, that's all I have to say. Yeah, because like you said. Just watching your smiling from ear to ear. And I know because we know Winchester. We know what an amazing character he is throughout the the rest of the series. Yeah. So I think watching the introduction again is just kind of cool to see where it started. Mm. And you're already smiling because you already love him, even (laughs) though you're just meeting him because we already know who he is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with you. Um, I love the final scene. I loved when they were toasting Frank, Mm. you know, farewell. This calls for a toast. You too, Radar. Special occasion. Thank you, sir. A toast. What shall it be? Something tender. Something sentimental. Right. Goodbye, ferret face. (laughs) And then they all go crazy. Yes. I started hooting and hollering and whistling, and that was great. Yeah, I do have a bit of a thing with that, though. Really? That's, yeah, I do. I do. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's only a little bit. And it's it's actually Mike Fowl that I don't, I don't get it slightly. It's the way he just picks up the paper and throws it in the air. And he's doing this whooping thing. I, 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 I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's just, it just takes me slightly out. And it's, it's, yeah. such a, it's such a minor thing. I know yeah. it's such a minor thing. <clears throat> but, you know, not, you know, I have this thing about people who are drunk on a screen. Yes, yes. And I don't believe it. That's another one of those that I don't believe. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, it's silly, I, I, isn't I can it? definitely see it. I do really remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, and then I, I love the scene where they find out that he was promoted. Yes, Frank. You what? Uh, Frank, we both think that's wonderful. Yeah, Frank, we're proud to have known you. Best of luck in your future, Frank. Bye, Frank. Hey, come on, I'm responsible for that. You seem a trifle irked. The Army, in its infinite wisdom, has not only cleared Frank of the charges, they have assigned him to a veterans hospital in Indiana and promoted him to Lieutenant Colonel. I was just going to complain to my congressman. Yeah, no, no. Hello? Mm. And Hawkeye <laughs> picks the phone up and throws it, and then BJ wants to throw it, and poor Radar, and... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I really... I mean, you said everything that needs to be said about this, ep- this these two-part episodes, because it's all about Winchester. Winchester's amazing. It was a great introduction of the character. I enjoyed this probably more than the introduction of mm. BJ. Although that was a good story. Oh, it's, it's still, that's what I'm saying. They do really do a really great job at introducing new characters. BJ, uh, Potter, I thought Potter was an amazing introduction, <laughs> mm. and now Winchester. I mean, they do a really amazing job introducing these new characters where you instantly fall in love with them. They instantly become part of the, the cast. You don't think, you know, I mean, I love Larry Limbaugh, but as soon as Winchester's there, you yeah. do really kind of forget Frank was ever part of the group. I think the thing is as well is that um, and Sally as we talk, Trapper and PJ and BJ. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, whilst our listeners here, I'm cracking open a beer here because Winchester's here. This is honour <laughs> of, of him. Although it would be a, a rather nice Chardonnay. Um, yeah. The reason why 
I like Winchester. And this is to my own detriment is because I associate myself with the character and uh, which is which is not which is not something to be proud of. <laughs> it's it's, it's not horrible. No, It'd be worse no. if you said you were more frank. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I mean, every, every, you know, we, we've had this conversation before where you you, you can associate with characters like yeah. everybody would love to be a little bit like Hawkeye, you know, but yeah, it's very hard to be able to be that quick witted. Yeah, um, I'm very much like two characters in TV. Okay, I am very much like um, uh, Chandler in Friends. <laughs> uh, which, which people do get annoyed by, but I am because that's uh -huh. how my, my humour goes. But my sort of slight English snobbiness, which when you're English, you tend to have all the time, much to people's <laughs> annoyance. It's just, it's just inbred in us, I'm afraid. Um, I can't help but feel exactly like Winchester does all of the time. When I'm watching it, I can think to myself, this is exactly how I am like. The other night... My wife went out on a, a, her friend's works, not a works do, but like a Christmas do. We're recording this, ladies and gentlemen, over the Christmas period. Yes. And I, they picked up, my, they must have picked up her phone as having them up, and they were sending me text messages, which clearly wasn't from my wife. I know how my <laughs> wife speaks on text. She certainly doesn't do text speak, okay? So uh -huh. I knew for a while it was one of her friends. And they were sending me loads of kind of like, let's just say slightly rude suggestions or whatnot. And I simply <laughs> sent them a message back. Please, ladies, Mozart. And in the background, I did indeed have Mozart on. I was enjoying my Mozart. I had a lovely glass of wine, but I was playing Sniper Elite V3 on the Xbox. So there is a slight... <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's that's really good that when you you know you kind of you see a character that you kind of like and you kind of associate with and you know it kind of like, that's what gives you the warmth and stuff and I think that's sometimes when TV TV series works really well when you you suddenly see a character and like someone says to me oh man you, your hand movements are so like Chandler and Friends and you suddenly think I better not do that ever again you know I mean? <laughs> and then you do all your best to try and not be like that yeah and I think this is having having um, Winchester come in is the reason why I, I really kind of like love the character but also as well at this point when mash was being shown over here in england when i remember started watching it which i i kind of remember around about uh 1980 1981 when i started watching it of course which was coming very close to the end of mash in america yeah. um i was what um 10 9 years old at the same time i, I was still watching you know just got into doctor who in 78 it was Winchester's series that I started watching. It was series six when I kind of got into MASH, mm. when it was first being broadcast. So when I started watching it again a couple of years later, when they did a repeat of it, it for me, it's a bit like the old scenario, who was your first doctor? Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's that kind yeah. of thing. Was, well, Winchester was my first foil to BJ and Hawkeye. And I think that's the reason why it stays with me so much. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah. you know so that's my little tale of the reason why I, I like it. <laughs> Let's put it over here, Kate. What has he got in here? I don't know. Oh, ain't this the final kick in the butt? We pack so major bonkers can get out of here? Not an easy task. Each object holds such unpleasant memories. Start with the laundry. One pair of shorts, perfect condition. Mine. One pair of shorts, holes, buttons missing. Frank's. One pair of socks, perfect condition, mine. You're pretty quick with the socks, fella. One pair of socks, holes, Frank's. Frank. You know this is going to be a lot easier than I thought. Matter of having a system. Entrez-vous. Colonel Potter said you were packing Frank's things. There's something of mine I'd like that. I don't think that's possible, Major. Margaret, please, we pack so carefully. I'll bet. 
May one ask what it is you're looking for? It's personal. The torn shorts are right on top. I'll slap you. Bully. Ah, here it is. No. This is none of your business. What is it? Picture of Margaret in a bikini? Let me see. No. I'll give you a nickel. No. Show you where the horse bit me. Not interested. Oh, come on. How does she look? Beautiful. A goddess. Really? Oh, oh. yum, yum, yum. You're spitting on it. I'm going to faint. Margaret, put it back. Put it back. It'll keep him crazy. Why torture him? Frank wasn't all that bad. Compared to what? Well, he's no Donald Penobscot. <laughs> In some ways, Donald is no Frank Burns. Uh, wait, Margaret, Margaret, wait, wait a would, second. Would you care to elaborate on that a little? No, I wouldn't. Wait, Margaret. Look, if you've got something you want to get off your chest, I promise you it won't go beyond oh. this tent. No, thank you. I'd sooner tell Walter Winchell. Might make you feel better. Why should I trust you two? Because we're all you've got. Because we care. All right, let's move on to some behind the scenes. I will start us off. Larry Linville left the show because he felt that the character of Frank Burns was too one-dimensional and that they'd done all they could with it, which I totally agree. Yeah, I think we said that earlier on, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Frank's departure in the series is very similar. Oh, there we go. It's very similar to his departure in the original movie version. In that version, Frank, played by the wonderful Robert Duvall, uh, goes crazy and attacks Hawkeye after Hawkeye and Trapper bugged one of his and Hot Lips lovemaking sessions. And due to his irrational behaviour, he is sent away for psychiatric observation. I can't wait till we cover that film. That's going to be. A, <laughs> that, that's probably going to be after we've done the series, I should think, isn't it? Oh yeah, you know yeah, mm. yeah. More than likely, unless we decide yeah. to, on a whim, we want to do it. In the could do a special, couldn't we? We could. Yeah, we could do a swamp yeah. cast. We haven't yeah, done a swamp yeah. cast in forever. No, no. All right. Uh, as Meds mentioned earlier in this podcast, uh, the total that uh, Colonel Baldwin owed to Winchester was $672.17. Uh, that would be equivalent to $5,975 in 2015. Man, that's some gambling debt. That's, yeah, that's huge, that is it? a huge amount of money. <laughs> uh, next one now. Uh, the title refers to movie directions to the close and open a scene, thus alluding to the transition from Major Burns to Major Winchester. Yep, I like that. Yeah. When Winchester is in the officer's club before he is scheduled to leave, he is talking to Igor, played by Jeff Maxwell. But the voice coming out of Igor's mouth is that of Johnny Hamer, who played Sergeant Zell. Really? I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. I, oh, the only thing I can think of is Jeff wasn't available for ADR, and so they're like, uh, oh, let's get Johnny. And so Johnny came in and did it. Oh, man, what a bind. I've got to go and watch this episode again. <laughs> Oh, man. oh darn, you have to watch it over. <laughs> um, at the start of the episode, it's implied that Colonel Potter offers Radar his first cigar. However, in a previous episode, a visiting general talks about Radar smoking Colonel Blake's cigars. Yeah, because there was that episode where he was sitting on a desk with a cigar on and drinking, yes. drinking scotch, wasn't it? Which yep. again goes against him not drinking. Yeah. Mm. yeah that's, but that was in the early days when they really were kind of wishy-washy with Radar's character. Yeah, and probably he'd do one thing that didn't make sense, and then he'd be radar for a few episodes, and then he'd do something that was so out of character, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Major Winchester's jeep is hit by mortar, it is clearly undamaged, but in the close-up, it's on fire. No additional mortar fire can be heard or seen after the shot hits that jeep. I did notice that. Yeah, and of course, it's the same street. Same bit of road. Of course. Every Jeep is attacked by. <laughs> <and> every... <laughs> I mean, why go down it? 
<laughs> it has to be like the only way to get in and out. Well, you've been there. So oh, I have. <laughs> I walked down that street. <laughs> uh, originally broadcast as a one-hour program, syndicated versions are edited into two parts. The one-hour version is presented on the DVD, and rightly so. Yes. Yeah, that's why we do this as a one episode, but it's technically two episodes because they give them two different episode numbers. Yeah, so that's how know, I go it, by because this it always throws off our timing now. Yeah, because but that's happened before. before it's happened with every with every season from season two on. They do two parters. Yeah, yeah, and we just do one. So, yeah, Klinger reveals that he's wearing a lady's clothes for two years since April twenty second. That means Charles arrived at Mash in spring of nineteen fifty three, and the war's end should be only a few months later. Well, yeah, but that's he's got a he's got a Christmas special, and he's also got a New Year's Eve to come. <laughs> it's uh, all that timey wimey timeline yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like there's, there's about there's about three or four of these. We keep saying. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I, I know we said it before, and I, I'm sh- I don't know. I'm not, and I've searched for this. I have no idea why somebody hasn't yet done I'm a surprised. Mash timeline. Yeah, because it's difficult. It's impossible to do. Yeah, it'd be fun though. <laughs> it would be fun if if you've got no life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, beginning with this episode and continuing until the penultimate episode, instead of playing to its conclusion, each episode ends with a freeze frame shot of the final scene. Over said freeze frame, a series of additional credits are placed, including the one identifying Alan Alder as a creative consultant. Gene Reynolds is also credited as a creative consultant. Roles he and Alder hold for the remainder of the series. So Alan Alder here must be really cashing in the check, man. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. And probably rightly so, actually. Well, uh, the whole series is a, is a success because of him, so. Yeah, yeah. A uh, slight change in the opening credits, beginning with this episode and continuing for the remainder of the series. A clear overhead shot of two helicopters when the horn rift begins and a zoom-in shot of the MASH logo on one of the helicopters after seeing the ambulance as the horn rift intensifies. Yeah, again, this is not one of those things where I still cannot find them out to me why they are using the opening pilot shot for the uh, when the helicopter lands. You can still see that it's not Mulcahy; it's the um, the actor who was in the pilot episode. Yeah, uh, as um, as you know, which annoys me. It really does annoy me. I don't understand why they they didn't do that. And also, like they don't use the shop of the jeeps is cut away because it's clearly Trapper in the back of yeah. the other one. So it's like if we, you know, how many times did they film that? They could easily have just done that. And they still every now and again have that dirty scene of the ambulance coming across. <laughs> Which just, I, just to annoy you. That's just all to annoy do. me. That's just what to is, annoy you. Yeah, they went into the future. They looked at us doing this podcast and thought, let's annoy that English bloke. <laughs> That's it, yes. Uh, now, this episode received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Film Editing in a Comedy Series. That's nice. Yeah. Mm. Didn't win. No, no. But <laughs> it's, it's an honor just being nominated. Really? That's another reason to be let down, isn't it? <laughs> just don't bother. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna give me the prize, go away. <laughs> O'Reilly, just the man I want to see. Me? Is there anyone else in this room? No. Then it must be you. Get me Tokyo General Hospital. On the phone? No. Open the window and yell. Take that bag of phone and do whatever voodoo you do, and get me Colonel Baldwin. Oh, that won't do you any good, so you're staying. You pusillanimous little squirt! Don't you dare to tell me I'm staying. You get on that phone. But I can't. It's... No, but you start cranking. Yes, sir. 
I'm cranking. I am. I'm cranking. But it's broken. Somebody mad and you got to it first. Corporal, I assure you, nobody in Korea is madder than me. I'll take your word for it, sir. Corporal, fix the phone. I don't care how. What I care is when, and the when yes, is now. Okay, okay. Because if you don't, I am going Winchester, to... Winchester, you're not going anywhere. Colonel, I... Uh, I think I should tell you that my father knows Harry Truman. He doesn't like him, but he knows him. Fine. You have Dad call Harry, then Harry will call me, and maybe we'll work something out. In the meantime, vamoose. All right, Colonel, I am vamoosing. But know this. You can cut me off from the civilized world. You can incarcerate me with two moronic cellmates. You can torture me with your thrice daily swill, but you cannot break the spirit of a Winchester. My voice shall be heard from this wilderness, and I shall be delivered from this fetid and festering sewer. I think he's getting the hang of this place. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And we have a website and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website and there is a PayPal button, or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash geekyfanboy, and you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. I think we both agree. Well, you gave it 10 out of 10. I gave it 8 out of 10. That's my first 10 out of 10. Your very first, yeah. Yeah. I know you've been waiting for this season or this (laughs) whole Winchester thing. So Mm. um, now we got plenty more Winchester coming up, so I can't wait. Not really. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, in the first couple of episodes, it's not in them much. So Yeah, but I mean, mean, season-wise... No, it's like going to it's like going to your favourite restaurant. They dangle that fried chicken in front of you. <laughs> You've had that lovely taste of it, and then they drag it away and leave you with the scraps because they make you want to. They make you want it even more. So they're know, building the anticipation for when he returns. And I want me some more Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I am Kenny, and I'm Simon, and we'll be seeing you. Winchester, don't feel so bad. You'll catch on. I felt like an intern in there. Everybody does in the beginning. First thousand patients are the hardest. Second day, it gets easier. But I don't... I don't think I can adjust to this. Look, we know you're a good surgeon. And even though some good surgeons wash out under these conditions, you won't. You're going to make it. Sure you will. We're not any better than you. It's just that by sheer repetition, we've gotten fast. Well, you may be right. Well, if you people did it, I certainly can.
Way to go, Charlie. Come on over to my office. We'll have a couple of belts. Thank you. Uh, no. If you don't mind, uh, I'd rather be alone. That is not a happy person. Would you rather have Burns? He was more fun to be cruel to. Do me a favor. No practical jokes, no horsing around until he gets broken in, okay? I wish you told us that before we put the snake in his bed. <laughs> Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license, all rights reserved. Where they are sent the stuffy cutter, what? And he pushed aside for the, what? Gene Reynolds is also created, no he isn't, Gene Reynolds <laughs> is also credited as Gene Reynolds, oh, we should have we should have had more drink <laughs> <laughs>